37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Pixelated Paranormal, episode 113. Some sweet, sweet, easy listening as we are transitioning from Star People Part 2 to Star People Part 3. And uh, Preston, anything new with you, buddy? Um, No, I mean, not really. I'm just excited that, uh, you know, eventually in a couple days we're going to get to Borderlands 3. And, uh, oh, yeah. That's uh, that's really oh you know my lady got a promotion so good oh, job oh nice good, yeah, yeah congrats good job to her and uh, she's gonna be making that um, you know cheesy bread so <laughs> that's what they uh, call it <laughs> yeah that cheddar cheese nice well congrats she, man she uh, yeah. she's been working pretty hard so that's awesome that's it that's all I got really you know I don't have I don't have shit and it's just you and I tonight uh, Stephen is taking one off he's got. Uh, plans this evening so it's just you and i but that's fine i think we'll do a-okay yeah fuck steven we don't need him <laughs> you've been stinking up that backseat son <laughs> well the only thing newsworthy that i found uh in the short period of time because we just recorded like three nights ago yeah um apparently six flags of america is doing fright fest 2019 and it's marking like their 30th anniversary or some crap and so they're doing a pretty cool competition Here's a fun way. <clears throat> shit. Here's a fun way to spend a weekend in Maryland. The theme park Six Flags is challenging couples to spend 30 hours together in an unusually tight space for the 30-hour coffin challenge. The competition, part of Six Flags of America's Fright Fest 2019, will see six couples of any sort—romantic pairs, family members, or just friends and find them spending 30 hours in a coffin together from 4 p.m. September 27th through 10 p.m. September 28th. The couples will be allowed to have a friend nearby during park hours, but they will be alone when the park is closed. That is alone save for a few Frightfest ghouls who will be lurking in the dark. The participants will not be allowed to use their smartphones or other electronic devices except during designated break times. They say anybody who gets out of their coffin for any reason, with the exception of a designated bathroom break or meal break, is automatically disqualified and not eligible to win the contest. The couple remaining at the end of the 30-hour challenge will receive $600, a pair of 2020 gold season passes, and a Fright Fest prize package. Participants will potentially be exposed to fog, dramatic lighting, flash photography, and extreme weather conditions. So do you think you could last that long, 30, 30 hours in a coffin? Yeah. I do too. I don't think that it's going to be that big of a deal. That ain't no thing. I mean, um, I, I we've both been in isolation tanks, and uh, so... That was for like an hour uh, and a half. Yeah, but that that hour and a half wasn't nothing. And I'm a sleeper, so dude, I can just <laughs> fucking sleep for that thirty fucking hours. Like I don't give right. a shit. Like I, I don't even need a bathroom break. Um, just let daddy sleep and wake me up when I'm done. So hmm. that's kind of what I thought too. I was just take a nap. Yeah. So last year they had an end. These these were independent challenges, and their official rules were coffin dwellers are required to be 
at least 18 years or older and have a photo ID, cannot have any medical conditions that would make residing in a coffin for 30 hours a risk to your health or well-being, sign a waiver, be able to lay completely in a two-foot by seven-foot coffin, and providing your own pillow, sleeping bag, and or blankets. <laughs> yeah, I'd just fucking sleep the night away. And I mean, it's not even a closed coffin. You have like a little window for your face to stick out too. Oh, shit. Yeah, it seems like a, like too easy. I'd be saying like, what about like a 60-hour a challenge? Something yeah, I like could, that. I could do it. And they said every three hours you can get out for 13 minutes and stretch, use the restroom, and use a cell phone if need be. The only thing I couldn't handle is if I'm sitting there relaxing and some motherfucker drops a spider down the face hole and I have a spider <laughs> clunk to fuck that I'm out. Like, you know, fuck you, $600. Oh, no. And they didn't say that they would necessarily be exposed to that kind of thing deliberately. But, yeah, that's a good point, man. If something crawls down in there, that might be a little bit of a little situation there. Yeah. Uh, well, I've been... I guess there is something new with me. I've been recently expanding my collection of dead things and uh or rather shayla has been for me she got me that octopus that i told you guys about several episodes ago like back in january and then uh recently at a farmer's market i found a really cool taiwanese blue beetle that has these like yellow and blue spotted wings and then recently for our anniversary she got me a bat that has been um taxidermied and hung up in a little shadow box so I am successfully creating a wall of curiosities and dead things. And then I found <laughs> a really <laughs> I found a really badass uh two really badass makers or creators on uh Instagram. One guy is named Kind Nuggets, and I think I may have posted a photo of this before, but he made a really badass like 2-inch tall, 2.5-inch tall magnet out of resin of uh different He-Man characters. Mm-hmm. And I bought a Yeti painted uh variant of his Beast Man. So I'm pretty excited about that. And then uh, because I am the ultimate, well, not the ultimate, but I am a huge He-Man Masters of the Universe fan, um, I found another guy <laughs> another guy named the Monster Sandbox who does resin work and makes other curiosities. And I bought not a lucky rabbit's foot, but a cursed beast man paw Ooh. from him recently. And that just came in the mail. So I've been adding uh, a lot of weird, creepy shit to my wall here of stuff and things, and uh, I'll post some photos of these. But Preston, what is the weirdest thing you've ever bought before? I bought uh, two haunted rings off of uh, eBay <laughs> uh, for uh, I'm not going to tell you how much. It was a, a you know a, 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 a not a substantial amount of money, but more uh, money than what I should have spent on said items. So. Now, are these rings you can wear personally, or are they just like somebody's old, you know, engagement ring or what? Uh, you mean you? I guess I could could have worn them. It looked a little odd. Uh, one of it's them not might... something that you do wear then. Well, no. I, I mean, one of them looked like almost like a mood ring. Sort uh-huh. of thing, and then the other one was like um, like an antique uh, ring with like a butterfly on it or something. Huh. So, I, uh, I I the you know the when the the Divic box uh, that whole story came out, and uh, <clears throat> what was that show that we used to like to watch on Sci Fi? Uh, Paranormal Witness was that what it was? 
Yeah, yeah. So it was that episode of Paranormal Witness that came out with the Divic box, and I was talking about how they got it on eBay. So my curiosity got the best of me, mm-hmm. and I uh, was looking at what haunted items I could, in fact, buy on eBay. And uh, the the idea of the djinn um, has always fascinated me because mm-hmm. uh, there are certain rituals that you can do that can bind these spirits to inanimate objects. And the number one object to bind a djinn to is, in fact, a ring. So if you're over in Jerusalem, if you're over in you know the Middle East somewhere, and you go to a curio shop, you could find an old, nasty Arabic man who, in fact, could sell you a cursed item. That just sounded inertly racist, and it wasn't on purpose. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't, I, I'm sorry. I don't mean it. But you know, like I want you to picture like okay, you know, like, like a, an old like disheveled old, shop owner. Yeah, yeah. Like and like he's got like the big long nasty crusty fingers, and mm-hmm. he's like you know take it, take it. And so this 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 idea is always just really fascinating me. So I'm like, fuck it. I want I want my own haunted ring. So I. You know, research, and I found a credible uh, dealer on eBay, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> send me those two rings. And uh, so the, the she sends you the rings, and she sends you the paper with the, the spirit's name on it and the incantation that you have to say uh, to activate it, to get the, the gin bound to you. And uh, uh, the, all that took place, and uh, not a goddamn thing. I got a... <laughs> Mood ring from a, uh, you know, like one of them little 25 cent, uh, you know, gumball machines. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, like a really shitty costume jewelry butterfly ring that fell apart within a week. Or maybe, the, you know, maybe they were haunted and the, the spirits just weren't feeling it. And uh, that's why the butterfly wing broke because, uh, you know, the spirit exited it. And uh, uh, it, I bet or- you your ghost got lost in the mail. Yeah, or I just got scammed, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm going. I'm going happened. with that one, but I mean, lesson learned, right? I mean, I figured I should start small. Like, I don't want to buy a Dybbuk box and then get super fucked with demons in the house. I figured I start off small with a ring or two, <laughs> and let's see how. You go straight for a gin, huh? That yeah, let's smart at all. Let's see how that works. So, <laughs> I, I'm well, not. I'm not sold that it's not a possibility. I'm just sold that maybe. You shouldn't buy that shit off of eBay. So I think that we should take a trip to the Middle East and find that curio shop and uh, go from there. I like to think that you were not duped, but instead there's a really haunted UPS truck somewhere on the (laughs) (laughs) Ghostbuster style, and they're just cruising down the highway. Well, that leads us to the main topic, Presto. Well, I think we're going to talk a little bit about Haunted eBay. Fuck yeah. Because, uh, yeah, when I was at, uh, where, where did I go? Kansas City uh, a few weekends ago. That's what I did after um, Shayla had fallen asleep. I got on my phone and I wondered what kind of weird crap are people selling on eBay currently that is quote unquote haunted. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, I thought that'd be something kind of cool to delve into, um, just some of the weird shit that you can find on eBay that is haunted, and I've got some heavy stuff towards the end, you know, that's going to be pretty interesting to talk about with some pretty good stories behind them, but I also found just some really stupid shit that uh, doesn't have any stories, (laughs) just short descriptions, but I think you kind of nailed it uh, when you are talking about your experience with the rings. There's so much to be taken with a grain of salt here because a lot of it probably just is a bunch of shysters and people who are either A, superstitious, or B, just out to make some past cash 
And uh, you, you'll never be able to tell the difference from one to the other, you know. I think it started off kind of that story of the Divic box getting sold through garage sales, and that's eBay. It's a digital garage sale. And Bob's your uncle. We could just be making tons of money right now if we wanted to sell a bunch of shit and be a bunch of scam artists. But uh, what is, uh, do you have any off the top of your head that you know by heart, any weird shit that you found? Oh, on eBay? Yeah. Um, I came across like haunted sex dolls where like, you know, the spirit <laughs> of a the spirit of a prostitute somehow got trapped in like a raggedy and dog. Mm-hmm. And so for like, you know, the bargain price of like $300, um, you know, you could buy the doll. And then after like a couple of days of it being in your house. Mm-hmm. The, the ghost of the prostitute would visit you in your dreams and fulfill all your wild fantasies. And uh, <laughs> I mean, that's like a flip of the coin, right? Like either you're going to yeah. spend $300 for the best sex of your life or you're going to spend $300 for like an old ratty ass doll. And so. friction burns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a lot of thigh chafing. Well, it's funny because one of the funny ones that I found on here as well is supposedly a haunted sexy spirit bra. The bra is reportedly containing the spirit of a sexy woman, and by wearing it, you can allegedly ensure not just great support, but a constant stream of admiration and gifts. So you put this thing on and men shall be swooned by you. Apparently it's a bra from the 1950s, size 32A. And if you place the bra by a lit white candle, you can oftentimes see the full-bodied apparition. Or if you place it by a red candle, you can have a full-blown erotic encounter with the spirit, according to the seller who claims this for themselves. Yeah, we can reenact that scene from Ghostbusters. <laughs> or Ghost, if you want to have something a little less steamy, that's fine too. I also found a haunted donkey, a small decorative juice container that has surprisingly spooky backstory attached to it. According to the owner, it spontaneously fills up with water. The inherited piece of kitsch has been exhibiting this odd behavior for years. Since the owner was a child, at first they suspected their grandmother, who owned the item at this time, was filling it with water to play a practical joke. But then she died. And they discovered that it was something else at play entirely. One night, the seller knocked against the jug by accident and noticed it sounded like it had liquid in it. Knowing that it was completely empty, when they investigated it, they found there was indeed a clear substance inside. I thought to myself it was a mistake, they said, but it has happened sporadically ever since. I'm not scared or anything. I just want to know what's the stuff in it, and I wish my Nana well in the afterlife, if this is indeed her. Another item, uh, you might like this one here, is a haunted gin mask. The person selling the mask claims they have personally witnessed a witch in Thailand capture the gin and then place it and bind it inside the mask. Among the mask's alleged talents are the ability to bring the owner riches and the ability to keep vampires away. (laughs) Oh, fuck, I need that right there. (laughs) Are you being besieged by vampires currently? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Both are very useful skills, but they come with a hefty price. You must consistently make food offerings, drink offerings, and more to keep the gin happy. Not to mention the fact that for the first month, you'll have to meditate on his name three times daily for 20 minutes per session. 
Oh man, maybe that's what I did wrong. Maybe I didn't meditate enough on the names that that lady sent me. Like, just did she send you names? Yeah, she sent me names on the paper and everything. Oh wow, do you still have the paper? No. <sighs> Boring. Well, it sounds like you kind of got know. taken for a ride by this one. A highly active ring. According to the seller, described in the listing as a small paranormal investigation society, this stainless steel is a stone ring and possessed by a ghost named Aiden. If you wear it or keep it close by, you will bond with the highly active spirit of the 19-year-old Aiden, who supposedly who supposedly died in a motorcycle accident and now appears as a light or a streak in your vision. He will turn lights on and off, close and open doors, and you can smell a faint waft of men's cologne in the air when he's active. That's just called Axe Spray because, you know, he's 19. Because, <laughs> so bruh. <laughs> yeah, bruh. Uh, and the last goofy piece of trash here I found is Haunted Ziplocks. Go ahead and banish stale bread to another realm. According to the seller, this $25 paranormal sandwich bag has the simple plastic pouch of a Ziploc but can restore or heal anything in any one. There's no wrong way to use the haunted Ziploc bag of restoration. I could think of a couple, actually myself, <laughs> but it works best on snack foods. The most effective way to use the bag we have discovered is to purify, decontaminate, revive, and give new life to food items, such as Cheetos, sandwiches, pizza, chopped veg, and granola. Damn, stoners unite. That's mm-hmm. what you need. So can I just take a bite of pizza and then drop it in there and then boop, boop, it just pops back open? Yeah. A full piece of pizza. <laughs> there you go. That's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, the ad says it's haunted, but not by an actual ghost. If you stick a lock of a loved one's hair inside the bag, it can, quote, heal, resurrect, protect, or lessen the burden of that person and what they might expe- uh, what they might be experiencing at the time. The bag can come in a set of three, six, or nine. <laughs> wow. Fuck it. Let's just turn this off right now. I'm going to go buy Ziplocs. I'll meet you at your house. Let's make a fortune. <laughs> so that's where my that's where my uh, investigation started was there. And I couldn't help but think, like, this is fucking stupid. This is so terrible. But then again, I wasn't on eBay yet. I was actually still kind of perusing Google. Like, hey, what's a really cool thing I could find? So next I came to a website called hauntedattractionsonline.com, and they had some better hits. First of all, the African Gula Chest. An attractive chest... I'm sorry, an attractive carved urn is currently offered for sale by a self-proclaimed satanic minister who lives in Connecticut. It looks just like another decorative piece of art for your home, often kind of like something you buy at Hobby Lobby, but apparently what you see here is an actual African gula chest designed to bind demonic energies inside, and it could be yours, Preston, for just $150. Damn! Is that more or less than you spent on the rings? Uh, that's that's more than I spent on the rings. I think okay. uh, combined on the both rings, I spent like maybe 45, 50 bucks. So <sighs> that's not too bad. I thought you were gonna say that's none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, the demonic ghost apparently playing host to this strange device is that of the ghoul Gin, or Gin, spelled G-J-I-N, in, similar to Jin. The yeah. seller promises to include a sealed document detailing everything that the new owner needs to know, but he accepts no returns, prefetching instead that once it's gone from his house, it is mother-flippin'-gone. Next up, Preston, don't get too excited, but there is a haunted dragon ring being sold right now for $300. Who wouldn't want to have their very own dragon? Well, now you can for the bargain price of just $320. Or less if you want to risk bidding against others. The sterling silver ring is a gate ring and allegedly the vessel that houses the spirit of a green dragon, a creature older than most others in the paranormal plane. The seller will instruct the new owner how to bond with the spirit. Slap my ass and call me Sally. (laughs) But again, Presto, going through all this crap, I just realized I should probably go straight to the tap and actually try to find some legitimate haunted shit, right? Yep. So as of September, I believe, 7th, these were some of the offers that I found. And what's fun is questions you may have about these items are kind of answered in the following stories. I've got three items here that I just randomly chose, and it's kind of cool. It tells a really interesting story uh, as we go through each of them. And I'll include pictures on the Instagram. So up first is a wooden Dybbuk box, asking price $55 plus $9.95 shipping and handling. This wooden divic box was found in the attic of an old house my friend recently purchased to renovate, says the seller. Since beginning the work on the home, we had been hearing strange noises that sounded a lot like animals of some kind up in the attic, scratching, hissing, and shuffling around. So we went through the attic and found these strange boxes and other random belongings that were left behind by the former owners. We removed everything and found no animals or pests or evidence of what was making the noises. Since bringing home one of these strange boxes, I have experienced unnerving occurrences. I've heard whispering sounds like they are coming from over my shoulder. I've been touching, sorry, I've been touched and scratched. Noises and doors opening and closing on their own. So I'm offering it for sale to anybody who's willing to deal with this. It's a black wooden box with an inlay and a wax seal surrounding the lip. It measures 8 by 6 by 3 inches. As per the eBay policy, I must state that there is no guarantee of any paranormal activity, this being sold as a novelty item only, no returns. And it's kind of a cool black box. Uh, Hang on a second, I bumped my mic. It's kind of a cool black box with kind of this weird looking uh, wood flower design carved into it. But what I found was really bizarre is it's got wax all around the opening and kind of dripped across the top. And so I didn't know what the hell the wax was for. And that was the first thing that kind of piqued my interest. But that's cool because it'll be answered shortly, unless you want to chime in, Presto. Um, is it because like they dripped candle wax on it when, uh, cause like certain candles, like, uh, you'll use like, uh, like white candles to keep away negative spirits. So they might've dripped white candle wax all oh. over. It. Okay, cool. Let me finish swallowing my, my whiskey here. I wasn't <laughs> expecting you to have that short of a question. I thought you knew the answer, but you brought up a good question. I like where you're going. Yeah. 
So the next item here is a chest that has three drawers and one little glass window on the front that appears to have a baby doll inside. And so thinking of uh, Demas that you and I saw uh, at the uh-huh. uh, Museum of Shadows, I thought, <laughs> yep. And on the back of it, it actually has a uh, star carved into it with some what looks like maybe Jewish writing or um, help me out here. Middle Eastern writing, perchance Sanskrit. Yeah. Yep. Are you, now, are you looking at the photos as well? Uh, no, I can't be. Hold on. Let me. So uh... for one hundred fifty dollars. I recently switched accounts, so to view my past selling history, please research eBay user Spirit Soap, and you'll find all my past items all have positive feedback. This box contains a doll with an attached evil disconnected spirit, active and EMF tested. Visible items inside that represent the spirit attached, waxed, sealed, closed. I inherited an entire collection of these boxes. This is not the only one. I came across these boxes from an extremely large inheritance of my deceased grandfather, who passed away in 2016 from a brain aneurysm at the age of 96. Me and my mother inherited everything he left behind. My grandfather was a lifelong priest for a small family-owned church that was started in 1926 by his mother and father. I never spent much time with my grandfather due to the fact that outside of the church, He was a very abusive and reclusive man and didn't care too much for women or children. My mother told me many stories when I got older of her childhood and her home life that I found very disturbing and unsettling. My grandfather was extremely passionate about his line of work, probably too passionate. It took him over and created a very dark and sorrow-filled home for her and her mother, who has also passed away before I was born to unknown circumstances. He was known and popular in our hometown of Dyersburg, Tennessee, for hundreds of personal deliverance ministries and exorcisms. I was absolutely horrified when I learned this. I've seen many movies on this kind of thing, and never did I dream this could be my life. My life. I mean, to actually accept my family roots entail priests and pastors performing these kind of morbid, unusual religious acts over and over? Anyways, as we were rummaging through his belongings and his estate, we fell upon a room in the basement behind his workbench. Surprised at the fact that my mother was surprised and shocked, shocked me. I was positive this was her childhood home. How could she have not known about this room? We found where we believed he performed his procedures. A rusted metal bed, a small table, and a large amount of what we see and a large amount of what seemed to be dried-up vomit and feces all over the cement ground, and a ridiculous amount of these boxes, like the ones pictured, were stacked neatly on top of the bed and under the bed, and a crucifix on each wall. This was like nothing we'd ever experienced before. None of this made any sense to me. Per my mom's wishes, she told me to take them to my father's campground and burn them. I had a bad feeling about it. Something was telling me not to do this. So I only took one of the boxes and burned it. What did I do? Something is wrong here. The first night after burning the box, I had a horrible nightmare of my grandfather standing above my bed, screaming at me 
and then pouring buckets of vomit all over my room. I thought it was just my subconscious thoughts from the day before, but oh no, the hell that these boxes brought goes on. Sounds of whistling and children crying throughout my home at night, horrible smells of burning and ammonia whenever I pass the garbage where I stored the boxes in. The gr- I can't fucking read. <laughs> I can't read today. Horrible smells of burning and ammonia whenever I pass the garage where I stored the boxes. Items in my home being misplaced, completely vanishing. Feeling gusts of cold air float past me, even when I was just sitting on the couch. I have also this insatiable urge of anger and harm, which is unlike me. I'm a very level-headed and soft-spoken being. I've become so uncomfortable in my own home that I found any excuse I could to leave the house just to not be there. Upon research, I learned quite a bit about these boxes, and thank God I only burned one. These boxes contain spirits or demons who usually have caused harm or can cause harm. They are used in binding spells and trap demonic energies. I also learned that these boxes can be very dangerous and are not to be opened under any circumstance. Please, if you have no paranormal experience with something like this, move on. I would hate to send any of these boxes into the hands of the innocent. The identity of my grandfather will be withheld due to privacy purposes. Per eBay policy, these items are to be sold as novelty. This item may or may not be haunted. There's no guarantee that you'll experience anything paranormal. You are purchasing a box that may or may not have a spirit attached. This is a tangible item. Please buy at your own risk, and please understand there's no guarantee of paranormal experience. So again, you can see this little box, kind of like a little kid's, you know, little mini curio cabinet or whatever, lots of trinkets and whatnot but it's just been slathered with this black, thick wax all over it. Uh-huh, yep. And a couple candles on top. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of stuck with a theme here because when you type in haunted stuff on eBay, you kind of get a lot of boxes and little, you know, little jewelry boxes and whatnot. Yep, yep. So next, this one, I think, had some of the best uh, description and really made me want to buy it really bad. For $22.80 plus $7.85 shipping and handling, Haunted Daemon Box, Exorcism Demon Vessel of Father Cornelius Sinclair. The box is four and three quarter inches tall, four and three quarter inches wide, and six inches long. Sealed by Daemon Wax. I did not attempt to pry it open. This is forbidden. For For if this is opened, a demon will be unleashed. Adorned by a very antique cross on the top. Give me a drink here. My great-great-uncle, Father Cornelius Sinclair, was an adamant Catholic priest and master of exorcisms. My grandma tell me, my grandma tells me that he performed 12 successful exorcisms back in the late 1930s, all the way up until the mid-80s. Father Sinclair's methods were considered unorthodox by the church, but due to his success rate at casting out demons, he was considered one of the best in the field. Now, most priests, when performing exorcisms, will cast a demon out and it will roam free about the room. Sometimes this enables a demon to find another host. My great-great-uncle, however, 
would devise a spiritual trap for the spirit. So when it was casted out of the center, it would be locked and trapped away, unable to cause any harm in the room. He used little boxes that were blessed by his holy council. Father Sinclair would entice the demon into the box by placing it under a bed of the possessed. He used a holy stone to lure the evil into the boxes. A holy stone is a stone soaked in holy water. He also used a specific prayer that were secret, secret, <coughs> that were secretly passed down and hidden away in Latin text and scriptures. Once the demon was exorcised and lured into the holy box, Father Sinclair and his priest followers would seal it shut with demonium wax. This was a special wax used in trapping negative energies or entities. My great-grandpa told him that the wax was boiled with silver, holy water, and sage. So that is what this mysterious wax is, Presto. You were kind of right in a way, but this yeah. is a... Yeah, any kind of wax appears that would be boiled with uh, silver and uh, sage and holy water. The box was the last. Sorry. This box was the last. Before Father Sinclair's retirement, he performed one last exorcism. It was at a children's home, and Father Sinclair performed one of the toughest exorcisms yet. My grandma tells me that his last demon was from ancient Greece, and that it left Father Sinclair completely blind following the ordeal. She recalls a story about the event. I was just a teenager. I overheard Father Sinclair talking to another priest while in the hospital. As Father Sinclair was being treated for having his eyes burned, she says that he over, she overheard a chilling detail about the box and the demon they finally managed to trap inside. Apparently, the child who's been possessed at one point floated off of the bed. The poor child was also flung into walls, into pictures, and into a mirror hanging in the room. The priest tried to hold the child by her arm, but they too were flung across the room. After struggling for an hour, Father Sinclair finally positioned the box under the bed. He removed a vial of special holy water from his jacket. Now supposedly the real <clears throat> supposedly from the real Jordan River, but encapsulated by King Jeffa himself. After popping the lid off with his thumb, he poured it into the child's mouth. The water was very potent, and not long after, a shadowy demon came out from under the bed and bit one of the priest's shoes off. Father Sinclair slid this box under the bed and poured the rest of the holy water on the demon's face, scaring it back under the bed. Now each priest read from a book of revelations as the bed began jumping up and down around the room. But then a bright light. Father Sinclair didn't close his eyes as he stared at the demon in the face to ensure that it was inside the box. The light burned and scorched his eye lenses so badly he was permanently blinded thereafter. But he crawled under the bed and slammed the box shut successfully. My grandmother tells me that before he was driven to the hospital by his priests, they took the box to the high council and had it sealed with the demonium wax. The box is also bound by St. Elizabeth and the power of Christ. My grandmother knows that I know not to open it, but she still calls me and preaches about it every day. The demon was Father Sinclair's toughest. Don't you go trying to fight it next. Warning, you must be 18 years or older to purchase. 
I'm required by eBay's policy on the sale of paranormal items for this sale to be a tangible item only, no promise of a spirit attached. eBay requires me to say this for in, this is for entertainment purposes only. Good luck and may God and Jesus be with you. The power of Christ compels you. <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. Now, the only one that I'm a little turned off of visually is this last box because it looks to be a wooden box. It looks like they dripped some kind of like green or gray candle wax on it, but then there's also like red wax spilled on it kind of ornately. So I'm like, eh, it kind of looks like maybe you just bought something from Hobby Lobby and made something, but nonetheless, I think those are three really compelling stories and I kind of somewhat want to go buy a demon box off of eBay. Yeah, let's do it. It's for science. Fuck, no, fuck that. You can keep your science. You can keep <laughs> your science and your little gypsy rings. <laughs> Tell me how that goes. Huh. So the last uh, one I found here was from, I forget what website, but it's a story of a haunted doll. In Rotherham, England, a series of eerie events that have been following a seemingly harmless-looking China doll in the UK are freaking many people out left and right. Debbie Merrick, 50 years old, purchased a doll back in June from a second-hand store for only five quid. She apparently had no idea what she bargained for. She and her husband, Cameron Merrick, also 50, claim the doll has attacked him in his sleep in the form of leaving mysterious scratch marks on the back of his leg. Debbie claims she's found the doll in different spots in the house, and not only does she think it can move on its own, but she's convinced it took its own necklace off in the box. Having had enough, Debbie stuffed the doll in a box, taped it shut, and threw it up for auction on eBay before throwing it in the shed until shipping it away. The doll was bought by Lee Steer, a 30-year-old self-proclaimed paranormal investigator who wanted to know whether it indeed was something mystical or demonic. Shortly after winning the auction bid at 866 pounds, Lee purchased, Lee's purchase may have proved its worth in terms of authenticity. A mere two days after the doll came into his possession, Lee's father claims he also found scratch marks under his arm that appear eerily similar to the one on Debbie Merrick's husband's arms. Lee and his parents claim lights in their home have been flickering, strange noises are becoming more frequent, and things in the house have been turning up cracked, broken, or just been moving on their own. Now, Lee claims his father is a believer, but he remains a skeptic. In an interview with the Rotherham Advisor, Lee was quoted saying, I want it in my bedroom so I can get attacked. I really want to be proved wrong. I really want to push it. I'm asking to get scratched. His personal beliefs aside, he's still billing it as, quote, the most expensive hot, <laughs> what a douche, the most expensive haunted item ever bought on eBay. So what do you think, dude? Are you serious? Would you think you'd actually buy one of these I things? I would actually buy one of the boxes with the demonian wax on it just mm -hmm. because even if it's not haunted, they look pretty fucking rad. And, uh, you know... I'd had that on my shelf of shit, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I don't as know. Far as like, as far as like a haunted doll goes, like, yeah, those those dolls don't really look that cool. Like, I don't need some like 
20th century raggedy and piece of shit sitting around my house. But uh, the boxes with the wax, definitely. Yeah, it'd be cool to find. I remember coming back from that Museum of Shadows and just having that weird period of time when, like, for like a week, I was just bound and determined and borderline obsessed with just finding a Ouija board planchette. And that's kind of died down. But did I ever tell you guys I actually went as far as messaging somebody about yeah, getting yeah. one of those? Yeah. Yeah. And I actually I turned down her sale because the planchette was kind of boring looking because it was from the 70s and it was just this kind of like stained up yellow looking plastic piece of crap. Yep. That's why we need to take a trip overseas, my friend. Ah, I don't want to go that far. I can go to like Halloween Express and probably find one. (laughs) (laughs) Not authentic, but it might look cooler. Well, I, you know, we could sit here and peruse eBay, but I think that's enough. I think that's a nice, easy episode to listen to. Help your day go by a little faster, maybe. Yeah. And then uh, we'll pick things back up uh, in a couple days with Star People Part 3. Ooh. And I've actually been doing a little research myself, sir. Uh, I got a little bit of stories I've plucked out of that book I picked up, I Know What I Saw, by Linda Godfrey. And uh, I was trying to find a couple stories in Missing 411. I might be able to kind of like intertwine with what you have on that. But yeah, there you go. Well, folks, buy at your own risk. You can go to eBay, find tons of crap on here. And I'm going to use that term in all capital letters, tons of crap. You've got haunted active doll, spirit vessel. You have voodoo dolls. You have haunted porcelain doll charity. All sorts of junk, and I feel like it's just a really great way to sell people's old crap that they couldn't sell to garage sales. Yeah. Just slap some dust on it, run it over with a car, and boom, haunted doll. Boom. <laughs> well, let's plug some stuff and get out of here, buddy. Uh, yeah. Check out Mark's solo show, Pixelated Sausage. Check out his video series, Attack at the Backlog. If you guys want, check out the Patreon if you want to throw a couple shillings towards the network that would be great if not you're still outstanding uh we have t-shirts that we are currently uh working on getting rounded out so we'll get that posted and get that information out to you guys soon what else what else what else preston what's my favorite race car podcast ever sports cars unleash where if you're not first you're last there you have it all right man what do you got well as always if you need a beard if you want a beard if you want to grow a beard that you don't have to buy off of eBay, check out BigDobsBeardBomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA for guarantee satisfaction with scents like Bay Rum, Dundee Cedar, Fresh, Citrus, Classic, Sweet Tobacco. I'm trying to think. What else have I missed? They're all just so good. Guaranteed, unlike haunted eBay items. You can get oils, you can get combs, you can get it all. You can even get a beanie cap with Dobbs logos on it, which is the bomb fucking dot com. So check out Big Dobbs and use our promo code. There you go. All right, check out the Instagram account, PXL Paranormal. Twitter is the same. We got a Facebook page. Much love to all the new followers we continuously get. And uh, I think we're coming up uh, on 200. We're close to 200 followers on Instagram, which is, you know, it's small to some. It's big to me. That's, That's right. That's what she said. Cool. All right. Well, I think that just about does it. I'd like to say cheers to all the weird shit in the world and those of us that like to talk about it.
That's right. Stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.